He's frustrated. I'm going to start with that. <laughs> Good morning and welcome to Cabinet Your Career. We were late getting on. There were some technical difficulties and it wasn't connecting to the internet. And yes, I'm frustrated, but we are live now. It just told me that we are live, so let me bring up the feed. Uh, welcome to Cabinet Your Career. Late, but uh, today's topic, rocking the video interview. And for those of you that stayed on this late, thank you so much. Yep. I am your host, the career coach with the most. And as I say, five people watching live right now. We have made it. Thank you. I'm Jason Hopper. With me today is my co-host, the spectacular Senior Director of Career and Financial Services, Ms. Allison Harding. Allison, welcome to Cabinet Your Career. Uh, all right. So, oh, hey, Pamela. Pam is uh, in the chat. Pam, I met uh, two weeks ago at the HR Disruptor Conference that I attended to. So thanks for being in the chat. And so, Allison, this topic actually popped up because I got a direct message on LinkedIn from somebody that watches the show and asked, can you do an episode about video interviewing? tell you all the time, tell me what you want me to talk about, and that's what we will talk about. And so, I said, sure enough, Here we, we can are. do it. And so, video interviewing. So, let's talk about, Allison, video interviewing is not going away. No, and it actually started before COVID, long before COVID. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of people say because of the pandemic and people couldn't go into offices, but they still need to do hiring, they started doing video interviews. It started long before that. And the reason it got so popular is um, for two reasons. Can I get into this now? Yes, go ahead. Um, one, for companies, when they do what's called a, a uh, blind video interview, it's just you're asked questions on a screen and you answer them. Then HR takes that video, looks through it and says, oh, this might be good for these three or four different departments. So it can go to various hiring managers and it, it's really um, less time consuming for everybody, for you and for the company. The other reason is um, Someone can do a video interview from the company, not having to make you come into the office and right. spend all that time transporting yourself and, and moving around. And so it was, again, an easier process. Yeah. And it's funny because when I was uh, working at the workforce in Plano, one of the things that I, one of the presentations I, I did every week was uh, interviewing technique. And I would always ask people, you know, who's had a video interview? And maybe one, two people would raise their hands. Now it's like a common thing. Like I would be surprised if you haven't had a video right. interview today, right. right? I mean, the technology's there. It's not going away. You're right. It's just convenient for everybody. everybody. And it became much more popular, obviously, during the pandemic when you couldn't go into an office. But again, hiring had to continue for some companies. So... Oftentimes people think that video interviewing is difficult. It is. Why is that? Um, you don't have the body language of the person with whom you're speaking to, to follow. Um, it's a, um, especially the blind um, video interviews when you just have a question. Where do I look? What do I do? Right. How do I respond? How long should I take? All those types of things. And 
Um, the person with whom you're interviewing oftentimes has a script they're following. So they may not be looking at you. And so that right. means all these things make it difficult. I think too, like like people, they're not used to being on camera. They don't really like the way they look on camera or how they sound on camera. I sound great, by the way. Hi, Yolanda. Yolanda's out there watching. This is your official announcer voice. Um, and so, <laughs> and so, it makes it more difficult as we go through the process. Allison, I want to talk about things that end up ruining it before we get into the setup and the lighting and the all the things like. Things that ruin interviews. Um, the first one is lying, exaggerating, and inflating your accomplishments. So um, when you go into a video interview, you need to act like it's a one-on-one -on -one interview. So all the same rules apply. Yes. And it's really important that you follow those rules um, even though you're sitting in your living room or your bedroom or wherever you have your computer or phone or whatever your iPad set up, it needs to reflect that with ever, to whomever you're interviewing, you have to pretend in your head it's a one-on-one -on -one, like we're sitting right now. Yes. So those statements you make, those things you say, those um, accomplishments that you're trying to you know, obviously impress the interviewer with are really important, but you can't fabricate. You still can't, you still have to tell the truth. I think that's correct. I mean, you, you whatever it is going, uh, your accomplishments and your skills and things that are on your resume, you need to be able to speak to them. Um, they expect you to know that skill when you go in. Um, another thing that kills interviews pretty quick is arriving late. How long do you, so you have clients, mm -hmm. I have clients, some of, some of, I actually most of my clients are in person now, but I do have some video uh, clients that do video. How long do you wait on the call before ending it? So first of all, if you are doing a video interview, make sure all your technology is set up and, and working. Um, that's most important. And two, get on the call three to five minutes early even if you're just sitting there, it's okay. Yep. You're going over what you're gonna say, how you're gonna do it. Um, if I, as an interviewer, am on a video call, I will wait five to eight minutes, maybe 10 minutes, it's rare, but then it's done. Yeah, <clears throat> I think just, I mean, like you said a minute ago, if you are treating it like it's an actual interview, like you're good, like if you're gonna go to an interview or go somewhere, you better be on time and be early. early. Yeah. yeah. So uh, make sure that you're logged. Even if you're just hanging out in the waiting room, they can at least see that you're there. Mm -hmm. um, by the way, it's a good time to mention that we do have mock interviews. We've got the mock interview program. Guys, interviewing is a skill. It's a skill like any skill. You need to learn it. We do have virtual mock interviews the next round is on the 14th i do still have a couple of spots left at one o'clock and i've got one spot left at one and three at two o'clock that's central time if you're interested email me my email is j the letter j hopper h-o-p-p-e-r at jfsdallas.org you don't want to miss out on that you don't but uh, and and in an interview, whether in person or video, but particularly video, 
The one thing you don't want to do is just regurgitate your resume. They've called you in because of your resume. Right. And they there could have been a screening call that was completed or whatever. But this is your time to take the information from your resume and in your own words tell your story. But if you just want to repeat what's on the resume, I've read it. I know what's on it. Now tell me how you got there. Yeah, I think I think that it's important to um, have your accomplishments ready to go as you're like going to go talk to them because they're. You, I guess I said like like they ask you. So uh, it says here, and you can't just be like yes. <laughs> it does. Yes, it does. It says <laughs> that right there. You 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 nailed that. Thanks for reading that back to me. I didn't even know I wrote that. That was awesome. Have your stories ready. Um, it's the thing that makes a difference. And those people that have the best stories win. They do. Every they, time. They honestly do. Those stories are incredibly beneficial for, for because of the way they're set up. One, you're telling your story, what the situation is. Two, you're telling it how you, you've accomplished what the story's about. Um, and and uh, thirdly, you're telling what the result is. So if you have a good story and you have it lined up and set and you can tell it in less than 90 seconds, Honestly, you're gonna you're gonna move on in the process. Just real quick, because the chat is just blowing up, and if y'all are out there in the chat, y'all get connected to each other. You never know who somebody's gonna know and how you can help. Uh, but Pam says that she has done several video interviews, and she's never sure if anyone actually views them. You're welcome for that uh, announcer voice, Yolanda. And Yolanda says looking at the camera instead of the screen takes a lot of practice. It does for sure. And then uh, Stephanie Kirshner says home offices are optimal. So make sure you have one. Um, when you're talking, so we were going to get into this later on, the camera, but thank you for bringing that up. Your camera is usually at the top of your screen, okay? We all have a tendency to look at the screen, which means you're not eyeing the camera. And it looks like you're looking down. So be very conscientious to look at the camera, not at the screen. It's not an easy thing to do because you're trying to look at the person with whom you're speaking, but it's more important that when they see you, they see you talking to them, and that's when you're looking in the camera. So here's your screen, here's your camera, look at the camera. Yeah, you know, when you... And make sure your camera screen's open. When you go to... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you're not really able to see when you when you go to interview like out into the world and in person they say you want to make sure you have good eye contact mm -hmm. right and you're on the video so there's no eye contact so you looking at the camera is the eye contact for the thing it is and don't expect anything in response because that person is watching the screen they're watching you right but when they talk hopefully they will then talk to the camera too mitch uh had a brilliant idea which i just loved which was um he said to get a little Lego person, a minifig, that's what they're called, and put them, like, like tape them on oh, top. That's a good idea. So, uh, Mitch Jacobs, we used to buy Lee here, and... Uh, for Mitch, a short period of time. Oh, yeah, that's like 27 years. Yeah. So, yeah, now he was here just, like, for a cup of coffee and he was out. Um, <laughs> but I think it's brilliant because minifigs are very light, mm -hmm. and, and so, so you can tape them up there, right? They're not going to fall over. And then, like, you have somebody to talk to. Love the Sounds idea. Sounds funny, but it really. But it work. works though, and I am the worst. <laughs> like when I'm doing uh, like like video calls, of looking at me, 
And I mean, I look good. I always want to look at me, but like I. <laughs> This is going to be one of those. I've, I've had a lot of coffee. <laughs> you always have a lot of coffee. I've had a lot of coffee. And then, and then, and then the thing didn't work, and I was like, oh, okay, so here we are. Um, but no, that's brilliant. Like, look at look at the camera. Um, the other thing, too, is you, you want to don't have any distractions. Um, you know, don't do the uh, video interview where you're looking out the window. There's just too many things going on outside. Right, and um, you know, make sure if you have children that someone is either watching them or they're somewhere else with at daycare or with friends or relatives. If you have pets, make sure they are out of hearing distance, distance and in case they start barking or something like that. If you have a cat, do not have it in the room with you. I mean, these sound like, oh yeah, I know that, but it happens all the time. <laughs> so you really have to be conscientious of that. Um, in a vid video interview, people have a tendency to want to just talk and talk and talk because you're not talking to a person, especially in the blind interviews, in the, yeah. in the blind videos. Again, keep your answers to 90 seconds. And if they're good and if they're interesting, and if you have a story, you will get a call back. Or the person, if you're when that you're interviewing with, if you have a good story, they'll start asking you questions, and that's how you build that rapport, even in a video interview. Right. I think it's so that's in any interview situation, it's always important to practice. Mm -hmm. And I tell clients all the time you have a timer on your phone, set it, hit go, start telling your story. If it gets past, you know, a minute and 32 seconds, stop, do it again. Mm -hmm. You got to get that timing down. Yes. Um, so let's talk about when we talk about like the the setup. I think it's important because we. So the main platforms that everybody's using today is Teams, Zoom, Skype, kind of. Mm -hmm. But I think you need to make sure that you get in, set it up, and get familiar with the platform that you're going to be interviewing on. Uh, because everything's a little different. I, I don't like Teams because it's inverted. Right. And it, and it freaks me out. Like, I'm trying to, like, make sure that my camera and body language is right. And it's the reverse of what I'm actually doing. And then it just messes with my head. And so I go to a lot of Teams. So, also, um, if you're... Some people live in areas where the, the internet connections and the Wi-Fi isn't that great. And so... If that is the case where you live, and it can happen, be sure to let the interviewer know in advance. Like, I live in um, in a valley in, in Dallas, and my internet connection sometimes goes in and out. I apologize. We've, we've talked to, I just want to let you know in advance. So they know that you've tried to do the best that you can and that you have no control over something. Yeah, I, I think it's too, um, if something happens, right, and you do lose the connection, make sure that you have a plan B, mm -hmm. right? Don't just be like, oh, that's the end of that. I'm not going to get it. Nope, have a plan B. This actually happened to a client of mine a couple of years ago um, she had her friend come over 
who was in IT. He set up the, the lighting. He set up the camera. They got on the Zoom. They did the practice and everything worked. So now she's all ready to go. Like everything's set. She gets on the call and for whatever reason, the camera crapped out and didn't work. She couldn't fit. Like she checked all the connect, like everything didn't work. And instead of freaking out, she did was she got her phone, set it up, got up back onto the Zoom and was able to complete the call. But she was so devastated at the beginning. But it's like, guys, you need to remember, they called you because they want to talk to you. They feel like you might be able to help solve their problem. So if technology craps out, have, have a backup plan, whether it's getting on your getting back on the Zoom on your phone, getting on on iPad phone call, whatever it is, figure it out and move on. Don't, I mean, because technology is great, but when it fails us, it's not so great. And also too, I would, to make sure that you have enough bandwidth or have all the bandwidth going towards that call, close out of every other application. Definitely. Anything online, you want as much bandwidth going. And if possible, if there's other people in your house, uh, have them log out of everything as well if, if, if that's a, if you were able to do that um, because you want to make sure everything is going towards the call. Um, lighting. So lighting is really important and um, I actually have made the mistake a couple of times and learned from it. In my office, I have a window behind me. Sometimes I open the blind. When I do that and I get on a Zoom call, you can't see me because the light's behind me. Yep. So I have to get up and close it real fast. So if you are in an area where there's a window behind you, make sure that it's closed off, that the blinds are down or the drapes are pulled or whatever. The lighting needs to come from the other side. It needs yep. to be facing you. And um, you don't have to go out and buy a, a lighting circle or anything like that, but just make sure that the lighting is right so that you can see them and they can see you. I think that uh, if you do have a ring light, it does come off much better. Um, and certainly for this, we have a ring light. We used to not, and now we do. And it, you can. And we got complaints about the lighting. You can definitely tell the difference, right? Um, I think they're like 25 bucks at Walmart. Right. If you're, so if you're going to do a lot of interviewing in, on video, you may want to invest in one. If not, that's fine. It's okay. Get a like a small lamp with a soft white bulb and put it in front of you. You always want to be lit from the front rather than back. If you look at the back, the you're a shadowy figure. Like, you know, you're giving secret FBI testimony somewhere <laughs> in a yeah, trial. <laughs> that's right. We will Happy be able Halloween, to see. Everybody. That's right. It is Halloween. Uh, hopefully everybody is in a spooky, funky mood today. Um, all right. Make sure, and we talked about this, like your laptop should be not, it should be like, like eye level, like they should see both mid chest up of you. And also to make sure you're about arm's length away. That's how, so if your arm's length away, that's about the right distance. Anything further than that, and you're like really close and up in their face, anything farther back than that, you might seem disinterested. So about arm's length away from your laptop and camera. And if you have to take the call on your, on your, on your phone, make sure that you have it set up and anchored. You don't want the phone falling over in the middle of the interview. So, um, 
there are some very expensive now phone holders, I don't know what to call them, um, where you can set yeah. your, your phone up. But um, use books, put them underneath your computer or underneath your phone, again, to make sure it's eye level with your face. Okay, because you don't want to be looking down like that all the time. You want to be looking straight ahead again at that camera. And you want that camera to be at your level. Stephanie Kirshner says, from one interview I had on Teams, I wasn't familiar with Teams. So I opened Teams and said all my answers in the camera like I would if I was saying them on a call. A two for play with the platform and practice. Yes, practice, practice, practice. And thank you, Deborah, as well for popping in and happy Halloween. Um, okay, make sure everything's charged up. We don't want things dying in the middle of it. Uh, you know, that's kind of interesting. It's like, oh, what? That person just disappeared. Again, have a backup plan for that. Um, attire. What should we wear when we go video interview? You're going to an interview. You dress like you're going to an interview. And this doesn't mean that you can have jeans on and a nice top. It means dress accordingly. You'll feel better. And that's the whole concept of this. You want to feel like you're going to an interview. And you are. So when you wear your pajama bottoms and a jacket and a blouse, no. Well, not I for the interview. Right. I think, like, just for mindset, it's important that you dress as if you are going out into the world. And you're correct. You don't want to have, like, pajama bottoms on because if something happens, right, like, let's say, let's say you've got a camera and it's on top of your, uh, it's uh, on top of the, the laptop and it just kind of falls all of a sudden because you didn't tighten it. Now you got to get up and change it. And now we can see that you're wearing your pajama pants. Not good. So you always feel good when you look good. And it's important that when you go into this interview, video, in person, any of them, that your hair, for women, your makeup, for men, your shirt, and or if you wear a jacket or whatever, your pink, you have to go dressed for the interview. It's important. That's very important. I mean, you know, you don't get a chance to make a first impression. Um, I think the color matters too, right? Like, and I think like, so blues uh, pretty much comes across with matches with any skin tone on camera. Um, so if, I, if you can, I would get, by the way, solid blue mm -hmm. stripes, not good because as you just kind of, you know, you're talking and you're moving, they get all wavy. So stripes are never a good idea. Right. Solid blue. Right. Um, background. We talked about this a minute ago. Hey, look at that. We got the running JFS right behind us. We talked about background a minute ago, um, and said, don't do it in front of the window. But I think that background, I would make it kind of plain and or neutral as far as the color goes. Um, it's okay to have a little bit of flair and it can showcase your personality, um, but you don't want it to be, you don't want the background to be too busy. Right. Right. Like, um, I had a client and he, we, is a video call and I saw in the background, he had a, um, basketball, like a, a white basketball with the Mavericks logo on it. And I said, Oh, so you're a Mavericks fan, right? It was just something that we can talk 
about and just kind of connect with. So like little things like that, it's okay. It showcases your personality, but like don't have like, I don't know, multicolored things back there that's just distracting. Right, and um, a lot of people use that blurred background. Yeah. I don't like it, personally. I mean, that's just my thing. Here's the thing with, like, virtual backgrounds, and I don't recommend that you use a virtual background, guys, and one of the reasons is, like, as you're sitting there and just kind of, like, talking, it could bleed, and what I mean by that is, Oftentimes. yeah, things disappear, so all of a sudden, like, your hand is gone. I saw, what like, once I was on a video call, and they had a virtual background, and the, the, uh, the person's eyes... Just, it was just their eyes. Their eyes just disappeared, and it looked like they looked like an alien. Like an alien. Like all of a sudden, like like you don't want to. I don't think employers aren't hiring extraterrestrials. Sometimes they move. There's yeah. Movement. And yeah. Sometimes, like Jason said, you bleed into it. Don't do it. If it's a plain background, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Not too busy. And I personally don't like the blurred. If you want to do it. You can. It's just my preference. I'm not going to like you or not like you because of it, but I do want you to know that just a typical plain background, small picture, um, anything like that is fine. I will not like you if you have a blurred background. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we talk about internet, like, and this is the, and I'm going to tell you a tell story. It's, it's like you already said, if you have like animals to put the animals away. I was doing so I. This this is actually the notes I took was actually from a webinar that I created, rocking the video interview because I, I created it when we were in quarantine and everybody was doing video interviews, and so I thought it'd be helpful. And so I just said, lock up the pets, right? And <laughs> my cat. So when I'm at home, uh, my home office is in the dining room, right? And so right behind me is my dining room table, and I just said, lock up the pet and my cat jumped up onto the table and then like started cleaning his butt and I was I know I know and I was like and I was like I just said that and so like I was trying to like scooch my, my chair so that I could like block the cat and I, I couldn't scooch that far and so I just had to kind of let it go and keep keep talking in the, in, the, in the presentation as if there was not a cat right behind me. So, um, and those things can happen. They happen all the time. And, and they are funny for the moment, but for an interviewer, they might not find it funny. So you have to be cautious about that. Yeah, <laughs> make sure all the pets are locked away. Um, so we talked about looking directly at the camera. Also, sit up straight. Definitely. Like nobody, if you're like, if you're like all laying down, like nobody's gonna hire you. And also, too, now your camera angle wrong. Now all they see is like your head, like, like just a head. Like nobody wants to talk to just a head. I don't see many employers hiring just head. I don't see many heads rolling down our uh, hallway to the break room. So um, on many of my Zoom calls with clients. They won't have the screen or the camera correct, and I'll only see part of their head. Please, whatever you do, be sure that you're being shown from, like, your breastplate up, um, your whole head, not part of it, not this up, not this. Just be really cautious of that. It's really important. Yeah, again, it's like, it's, and also, too, if you don't have the right angle, 
It's just not the, the video interview itself is just not working correctly. Um, I would limit your hand gestures too. I know, and I would just like fall I'm apart. I just use my hands constantly. Yeah, I like if I do a video uh, presentation, I have to remember to you know table manner. So one hand on the table, one hand in my lap, because otherwise. And I I saw a present. I saw a, a webinar once, and the presenter, he had so many hand gestures as he was talking. He looked like the Tasmanian devil. I could not pay attention to what he was saying because he was just like all over the place yeah, talking. You really have to be careful, and and I do. In even in these um, podcasts, I use my hands all the time. Right, and it, you have to. Right, and that, that's the thing, like, you know, because we, we've talked to Tim about sit up, sit up, you know, me and you, like, sit up straight, don't be slouching, don't lean back, like. We have these chairs that go They back, lean back. And then we look like, oh, well, this is like a nice time to go have a cocktail. But it's, but it's not. It's it's important that you sit up. So, it's that's correct. And so, you want to remember, if you've ever seen the news, mm -hmm. right, the newscaster, they're not... They're not scratching their face. Or, like, like, don't touch your face. It's just, I do it, it looks, <laughs> yes, you do. Um, <laughs> and, but, but it just looks weird on camera. Unless you're doing something for effect, like, hmm. But you shouldn't be doing that anyway. <laughs> during not, in the interview. not in the interview, right? Um, you want to be fairly still. Like, not so still that they think that it froze, but, you know, just kind of a head nod. You know, so that they know that you're still listening and paying attention as they're talking. One thing, too, is um, you have to realize there is a slight delay and from, like, when you say something yeah. to when it comes across on the camera. Again, we were talking about the news. If you've ever seen the news before, you know this is how it goes. The anchor is like, and now we're going live to Chet, who's at the scene of the massacre. Chet, are you there? And Chet's like this. I'm here, Chip. Because there's a little bit of delay. Chet's waiting for the thing, for his, uh, to, to go start talking. Same thing. Um, and I think it's important to have those strategic pauses after you speak. Keeps you from talking over the other person. Nobody wants that. And that's really important. And you bring up a really good point. When you're being asked a question by an interviewer on a video call, be sure to wait and listen for the entire question. Don't, don't predetermine what you're going to say before the question is finished because there could be a left-hand turn at the end of that question. Mm -hmm. But also, you need to be able to um, let the interviewer know that you're really listening. That's a really important skill is listening to someone. And so um, your, your answer to that particular question you're allowed to pause for a second or two and then respond because in an interview, I personally think that when people do that, they're really processing what I said and it's important that they get their information to me. I, as an interviewer, I should also not start, start speaking before they finish their answer. Right, because then you're talking over each other and then it's like, oh, no, 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 you go. No, you, no, you, no. And now you're just wasting time. There is a time limit on the interview. It's probably going to be about 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And if you're going back and forth and deciding who's going to talk next, right. you're just wasting all that time. Stephanie uh, Kirshner said she puts a pillow, a small pillow, back behind her back on the chair. Smart. It forces you to sit up straight. Brilliant. Thanks for that tip, Steph. 
Um, closing. Close. You've got to close the end. So first off, they will ask you, do you have any questions for me? Yes, you do. I have been really big lately on uh, culture questions. We did a whole episode of Cabinet Your Career about culture questions. But and but asking companies about or the employers about the culture, I think helps you to stand out in the interview because most people are asking like, so what's the day-to-day -day like here? And although that's important, if you're asking questions like, hey, so the team that I'm going to be joining, what do they do for lunch every day, right? Provided you're going to be in the office of video call, that's not going to work. But, but asking those kinds of culture questions is different and sets you apart. So make sure you have questions. But just like in a regular interview, you've got to close and let them know that you want the job. Right. And so um, maybe we should do a whole segment on closing interview questions because they're really important. You have to remember that that last question you ask is what's going to remain in their head the most. The most That's you know, right. It's, it's the last thing that's said, so it's going to be in their head. So if you ask a really good question or an inquisitive question where they have to process what you're asking, to me, that's a really good person and someone that I would want to talk to versus, what are the benefits here? No. No. That's never discussed. Um, could you tell me the salary rate? No. No. Um, what are the hours I have to be here? What no. The questions you want to ask have to be delving more into the culture, the company, the work day, the, the method of um, what you're going to have to be doing, all those types of things. So those are the questions I want to hear. You're going to have about eight or ten closing questions. Most of them will be answered during the interview. Yes. But some of them won't. And those are the ones you want to be able to ask. Maybe, we, maybe that should be next week's episode is how to properly close the interview. What do y'all think? Y'all want to see that? Let me know in the chat. Say it, tell me yes or no. And that if that's what everybody wants to see, that will be next week's topic. Because uh, what we were going to discuss was how it was the phrase how to uh, how to correctly answer questions and the phrasing of the questions. Because oftentimes, you know, you don't know how to correctly say right. like what it is that you're trying to convince convey. So that is uh, what we were going to talk about, but so we could change that. One of the things that's important for you to understand is not all interviewers are good interviewers. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes they ask yes or no questions. You have to, again, process to be able to give a better answer than yes or no. As an example, if the person said, um, we're, it, let's say it's a customer service position. Were you able to answer 60 questions, 60 calls in a day? Yes. Not a good answer. Yes, I did. And in that, uh, it, I actually was able to answer 120 calls. And the reason we were able to do that is because da, 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 that's your story. Yeah. Okay. So, again, you have to sometimes help the interviewer along so that they can figure out who you are and how good you are. Um, Yolanda said capital Y-E-S. So I guess next week we'll be talking about how to properly close the interview. Yeah. It is a skill and it, it's oftentimes, I think, difficult for job seekers because they don't want to be assertive and say, I want this job. Which should be your last statement. That should be. And we'll, we'll talk, let's talk about that next week. We'll talk about that we next are. week. And we're also going to talk about um, bad interviewers and how to help them process 
your you are. yeah. So um, it's important to close. So Allison, we are about at time. Um, are we going to close? We are going to close. With we're a good question. We're going to close the interview, uh, this episode. We're close, again, a lot of coffee. We're going to close this episode of Cabinet Your Career with a would you rather question. Okay. Okay. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to communicate with animals? So, <laughs> I would rather be able to communicate with people all around the world. So I'd like to be able to speak every language in the world. I would rather talk to the animals. I've got like three dogs and two cats in my house, and I would like for me to say something to them and they'd be able to talk back to me. Like open the door. Like open the door. Actually, the, the pup, the, so we trained the puppy. Uh, we put uh, bells, like jingle bells, on the door. And so when he wants to go out, he just goes up and hits the bell. So he's, talking get to you. he's talking. He's communicating. All right, so and um, Deborah said yes, that would be very helpful. So, guys, next week we will talk about how to properly close a interview and help the interviewer along understand what you're talking about. But this week, can I your career? Happy Halloween and have fun today, tonight. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you for waiting for us.